Welcome to Bible study. We're studying 2020 vision. This is part two. John chapter 20 and verse 20. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. They had 2020 vision, clear spiritual vision. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, bless those that hear this Bible study. God, uh, to open our hearts, touch our hearts to receive this as, as it is in truth, the Word of God and not man's opinion in Jesus' precious name. Glad to have everyone here for Bible study. There was a woman who goes to get her eyes checked. And so the optometrist puts this contraption on her face and turns some dials and she hears some things, you know, spinning and whirring. And he says, what, what do you see, ma'am? So she's kind of puzzled because she sees a bunch of stuff. And she said, I, I see empty airports and empty football stadiums and, and closed theaters and, and closed restaurants. Perfect, the optician says. You have got 2020 vision. <laughs> what does actually 20 forward slash 20 vision mean? It really means normal vision. It, 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 it measures your visual acuity. That means the sharpness of your vision. And it's done by identifying letters or numbers on this, this eye chart. Have you ever gone to get your eyes checked? From a specific distance. So a person with 20-20 vision can see what an average individual can see on an eye chart when they're 20 feet away. So you stand about 20 feet away, you read some of those smaller lines, not the big ones, right? But some of the smaller lines at the bottom. And if you can, then you have 20-20 vision. So if you have 20-30 vision, it means your vision is worse than the average individual. So at 20-30 vision means 20 feet away, you can read letters that most people can read from 30 feet away. Well, 20-20 vision is good vision but not perfect vision. So a person can actually have better than 20-20. You can have 20-15 vision. So that means you can see a line at the eye chart at 20 feet that the quote-unquote average person can only see when they move up to 15 feet away. So if you could somehow get eagle eyes and plant it in your head, you could have as good as 24 vision slash four. So that means you could see four or five times farther than the average human being under ideal conditions. You can see an ant crawling on the ground from a 10-story building. Pretty cool, but it's not going to happen. So the goal of vision correction, when you go to the optometrist, is to, with glasses, with contacts, is to bring a person's vision to 2020. And that's what God's desire is, I really believe, to bring our vision to 2020 vision, to normal vision, accurate vision not perfect it could get better but john chapter 20 verse 20 i like it, it says uh then were the disciples glad when they saw the lord so we want to look at three things with 2020 vision and again i'm not talking about having perfect vision but about first what the vision is and and we want to deal with peace the peace of the vision p-e-a-c-e -E. we want to deal with the purpose of the vision and we want to deal with the power of the vision of 2020 vision 
And the year's not done yet. Let's not throw it in the trash can, okay? God has a purpose for everything and a season for everything. Let's get from God what we need to in this year. So first, the peace of 2020 vision. Now, in John chapter 20, if John chapter 20, is, verse 20 is what I said uh, originally for our scripture, but let me go before and after John chapter 20 and verse 20. So John chapter 20, verse 19, and then I'll read verse 20, and then verse 21. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. So on both sides of John chapter 20 and verse 20, there's a statement from Jesus Christ, and it means peace be unto you. It's, it's, it's emphatic. He says it twice. Have you ever repeated something to your children? You want to get across to them? Why? Because there are so many things that can take away our peace. In, in John chapter 20 and verse 19, they were shut. The doors were shut for fear. Jesus had been crucified three days prior, and the, the disciples feared that the Jews were going to come for them next. Or maybe the Roman authorities were going to come for them. Uh, the, the nation of Israel was uh, underneath the, the powers of, of the Roman Empire. They weren't a free nation. They had all kinds of stuff that could take their peace away. Doesn't it sound like 2020? All kinds of stuff that happened this year that could threaten your peace. But what are we really worried about? And what is the greatest worry that can threaten your peace? And... Uh, have you ever messed up your car? To repair a car can cost tens of thousands of dollars. Well, have you ever messed your house up? Hope you have insurance, right? Because it can cost hundreds of thousands. Well, what about if you need to repair your body? Millions. It's open-ended, right? You can run through your insurance and they'll cancel you. You can max your insurance out. Well, there was a TV show years ago. This NASA astronaut, Colonel Steve Austin, he's severely injured in a crash. And he's rebuilt in an operation that costs $6 million. It's called the $6 million man. So it's $35 million in 2019 dollars, if, if anyone cares. But So his, his right arm, both legs, and his left eye are replaced with bionic implants that enhance his strength, his speed, and his vision. So his eye has, instead of 20-20 vision, he has 21 vision with like a zoom lens in his left eye. So he can see like 20 times better than a regular uh, person. Well, it's interesting. Peace comes because Jesus rose from the dead. He beat death. That is our peace. It's the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Well, it's an amazing thing because what we worry about most and probably the greatest worry is, what's going to happen to me? What if I die? Or what if it's me? Well, Jesus said, I'm alive forevermore. He said, all power on heaven and on earth is given unto me. I've got all power. John chapter 3 and verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but what? Have everlasting life. 
They, they were glad when they saw the Lord because Jesus had risen from the dead. It wasn't just like, oh, I haven't seen you for a while, Jesus. No, the last time they saw him, he was hanging on a cross and breathing his last breath. But now he was alive. So all of his promises were sealed with the resurrection. The first part of our 2020 vision needs to be the peace of the 2020 vision. The peace, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 13, but now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off or made nigh or near by the blood of Christ, for he, in verse 14, is our peace. As it's been said, our hearts are restless until we find our rest in him. He gives us the peace that passes all understanding. The Bible said, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. See, when he died and he shed his blood, that our sins could be forgiven. They could be paid if you allow him to. When you invite Christ into your life, when you invite Christ into your heart, when you repent of your sins, you get that peace that you will have everlasting life that nothing in this world can get you down because he has overcome the world. We can be of good cheer even though we have tribulation. Jesus Christ overcame. There's the peace of the resurrected Christ. When you get saved, what do you say? It's Romans chapter 10 and verse 9, if you check it out. For if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thine heart, what? That God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. We don't need to confess all of our sins. We need to turn from our sins, but we need to confess Christ, the resurrected Christ. If you're tired of confessing your sins, just say, God, I'm giving my life to you. I confess the resurrected Christ. I need the resurrection in my life. I need God in my life. I need God as my Lord. I need God as my Savior. And Jesus will take you and make you a new creature. 2020 vision means I can have peace because God's alive. You can have peace in 2020. And guess what? In 2021... Well, 2021 is going to be better. It'll be better if we have the peace of 2020. And then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Why? He said peace in 2019. And he said peace in 2021. You know that's true too. In John chapter 20, verse 19, Jesus said peace. But Jesus also said peace in in, uh, the year 2019. And coming up in 2021, he'll also say peace be unto you. The peace of the vision And the second thing, 2020 vision, the purpose of the 2020 vision. I heard in a podcast, men need a purpose and a project. You know, we need something to be, a purpose, and we need something to do. Otherwise, we can find ourselves wandering around in life. You know, when you got saved, when God changes a life, he doesn't just kind of want us to wander around and go to church. God has a call for us. There is a uh, shirts that say, not all who wander are lost. Well, in Psalm 119 in verse 10, it says, with my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. You see, when Jesus Christ came, uh, he wants, he has something for us to do. John chapter 20 and verse 21, then said Jesus to them again, peace unto you as my father hath sent me even so send I, you. The purpose of the 2020 vision isn't just gladness and peace, but God came to give your life a purpose. 
When Jesus was borrowing Peter's boat in Luke chapter 5, he asked him to let down the nets. Peter let down one. It was filled with fish. The net broke. They brought another boat. The boats began to sink. There was a lot of fish. Peter was wondering what was going on. And Jesus said, fear not. From henceforth thou shalt catch men. Jesus was saying, you know what? I can bless your business, but I've got a greater purpose. And we might have a business in this world, but there's a greater purpose in your life. God wants to give you a purpose. And may I ask you, wherever you are, if you had to say in a sentence, what is your purpose in life? Say, well, I'm a mother, or I'm a business owner, or I'm an employee, or I'm a full-time mom. I do not like stay-at-home mom. I like full-time mom. It's a job with one kid especially with two. I don't know how you do three, four, five, six, but it's been done, right? But God even has a greater purpose. God has a purpose for your life. What is that? He'll show you. But the Bible says he'll send you. He'll send you. He has a job for you. The Bible says in Luke chapter 5 and verse 11, after this great catch of fish, they brought their ships to land, forsook all, and followed him. They had a purpose. And then they had a project. God has a purpose for every man, every woman in this world. I don't know what your purpose is. It may not be to preach the gospel, but God has something for you to do. Maybe God has something for you, like Andrew, to bring your brother Peter to the Lord. Maybe your brother can come to the Lord through you. Maybe your sister can come to the Lord through you. Maybe your mother and father can come to the Lord. God will put a purpose that's greater than the things of this world, a spiritual purpose. When you see the resurrected Christ, you'll see that God can do something in someone else's life too. And Jesus uh, said in Mark chapter 16 and verse 15, he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That word preach, if you take the P off, you get the word reach. And if you take the E off, or the R off, excuse me, you get the word each. Preach, reach, each. A purpose. Men need a purpose and a project. We need something to be and something to do. And you know what women do too? We need a purpose. Who are we? Who are we? What am I here for? We need a project. We need something to do. The Bible says, he that winneth souls is wise. Well, it's true with with, with ladies too. She that winneth souls is wise. Have you ever attempted to win someone to Jesus? It is the greatest undertaking you'll ever take. It's the greatest blessing. It's It's the most eternal work because heaven and earth will pass away. Those six pack abs will pass away. The big biceps will pass away, will pass away one day from this earth. But Jesus said, my word shall in no wise pass away. And eternal souls shall in no wise pass away. We're going to end up somewhere in eternity. And maybe God's got you dealing with your heart about dealing with someone else's heart to bring them to the master. Oh, what a Christmas present that would be to Jesus to win someone to him. 2020 vision, the purpose of 2020 vision. And then last, the power of the 2020 vision. I know Scotty is often misquoted. He probably never said this in Star Trek, but something like, Captain, I can't do it. I just don't have the power. You know, I know he's probably misquoted. That might not have been what he said in Star Trek, but a lot of times we know what to do. That's easy. But we just don't have the power to do it. We know what we need to do. 
But we don't have the power. John chapter 20 and verse 22. After he had said, so send I you. He said, when he had said this, he breathed on them and saith unto them, receive ye. The Holy Ghost. Last Sunday I preached on uh, the gifts of God and really it's the gift of God. The Holy Ghost is the gift of God. Salvation is the gift of God. If God can save you and give you that purpose and give you that understanding of the resurrected Christ and a new life yourself, God can also give you the power to do what he wants you to do. John chapter 16 and verse 7 Jesus said, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it's expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when Jesus was around, he could be bodily with the disciples in one place, right? He was limited. It was a blessing to have Jesus with you. But when he went to heaven, he could send the Holy Spirit to where The Spirit of God could be in believers' hearts when Jesus wasn't bodily there, that the power of Christ could be inside of the Christian. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 14, the day of Pentecost, the Christians were mocked for speaking in other tongues, other languages. And Peter, the one who had denied Christ when things got hot just a little while earlier, He stood up with the 11. Now he's not running. Now he's not denying Christ three times, right? He's not warming himself with the wrong fire. He lifted up his voice and said unto these mockers, Ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. And he began to tell them that, uh, that these people weren't drunk, but this is what Joel prophesied. That Peter, why? Because he had the power of God. He, had the, he was filled with the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost, and it gave him boldness to speak the word of God. When Paul got saved, uh, as he journeyed and came near Damascus, that light shone from heaven. He fell to the earth. He began to converse with the Lord and uh, he was blinded and he said, Lord, what would you have me to do? Something good to ask the Lord. The Lord said, arise, go into the city and it shall be told thee what thou must do. So he had to be led by the hand into Damascus. Now, there's something else going on in Damascus. The Lord speaking to a disciple named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth. So this brother eventually, after putting up a little bit of a fight, he went and came and saw Saul, which later became to be known as Paul. He said, Brother Saul, in verse 17 of Acts chapter 9, verse 17, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, hath sent me, that thou mightest receive thy sight, because Paul was blinded by that light. And notice, and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Immediately there fell from his eyes, if it had been scales, and he received his sight and he received sight forthwith and arose and was baptized and we had received meat he was strengthened then was Saul certain days with the disciples which were at Damascus and notice verse 20 and straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues that he is the son of God he had power in his life and he went and did what God wanted him to do we need power we need the Holy Ghost Jesus even said Terry 
Just wait in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. You need the power of God in your life. In Acts chapter 19, Paul coming by some disciples in Ephesus, he said in verse uh, chapter 19 of Acts, verse 2, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. So he preached and the, and, uh, the Bible says, or he, he, he taught them about the, the baptism of the Holy Ghost and he laid his hands on them and the Holy Ghost came upon them and they spake with tongues and prophesied. God gave them power. You know, God is on a, a mission to give you 20-20 vision so that you can have the peace of the vision and the resurrection of Christ. So you can have the purpose of the vision to have a life that is meaningful, to see that people are lost, to see that people are wandering around, stumbling around in life, and to bring them to Jesus Christ. And then through it, it's the greatest, it's a, it's a wonderful blessing. God will give you power. All you have to do is receive the Holy Spirit. So preacher, how do I receive the Holy Spirit? Well, if you're a Christian, if you're not a Christian, say, Lord, I need to receive you. I need to receive forgiveness of my sins and get that. And then... God will begin to deal with you about seeking other lost souls. He'll put it a burden in your heart, the purpose of the vision. But it's like, how am I going to reach it? I don't even know what to say. You need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You need power in your life. I remember when I was a young Christian and there were these people in church and they, they seemed like they had something exciting inside of them. They were unashamed. They could witness. They, they weren't ashamed to testify. They weren't ashamed to, to sing and to clap and to praise God. And I, I remember thinking, you know, the tongues things kind of scared me. As i just be honest with you. As a young man, I, I didn't get that. But I wanted what they had. I wanted that I wanted that boldness. And eventually, after many attempts, maybe it was just my pride, I went down to an altar and asked the Lord to receive uh, the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, spoke in other tongues, which is the initial evidence of that, and received the power of Christ to serve Him. And the power is available to you. It's 2020 vision. The purpose of 2020 vision comes after the peace of 2020 vision. And we can accomplish the purpose of 2020 vision with the power, receiving the Holy Ghost. Seek the Holy Ghost. Pray on the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is still a gift for the church today. He is our comforter. God bless you is our prayer.